Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Superpod HeroCast, a Night Shift Radio production. Hello, TSPHC Army, and happy Sunday. As we record this, today is a day of the sad passing of Terry Jones, yeah. writer and director of Monty Python, The Holy Grail. We thought we'd want to say a couple words before we got into the actual episode that we recorded this prior to his passing, but, but today before, the sad news yeah. came out. Mr. Jones had suffered from dementia for a number of years now. Thank you for the laughs. Yeah. And enjoy us laughing at your wonderful jokes. That's right. Murders in Dublin on stars or whatever it was. Yeah. They were Irish and half the shit I couldn't even understand. Sure. The Irish <laughs> brogue is, is a tough one. Okay, behave yourself. We're All right, Papa. We're getting up here. You have to come down. I think we're good. I think we're good. Right. Oh my God, I hope that all got picked up. <laughs> we, uh, we got at least something. <laughs> Oh, hello. Hello. And welcome to the Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Bonus Patreon episode. Oh, you haven't seen that? Ah. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And, and we, we watched Monty, Monty Python and, and the Holy Grail. Grail. Oh, no, boy. Our... I don't know. Should only one of us do that? Because it becomes... Yeah. Maybe. Iambic pentameter? That is not what an iambic pentameter is. Sure. That's... I'll just I'll just wait for Colin's uh, uh, <laughs> dissertation. Uh, dissertation, that's correct. Welcomed dissertation. Yes. Um, hey, buddy. Hey. Here we are. Third Patreon of season of our second Patreon season. Yes, everyone in Patreon, thank you for your patronage. Thank you. This is your turn to watch a movie that you have never seen before. That's right. Yes, I'm excited. And I want to say, like, I'm trying to become that nerd. Nerd culture had a problem where we would be like. Five years ago, if you said, oh, I've never seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it would be, how could you have never seen? Well, there's an infinite amount of stuff sure. to watch. Sure. My stance now is, 
oh my god, what an amazing journey you get to go on. Because I knew the beats that were coming. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, and here comes you know the Black Knight, and here comes the Knights Who Say Me, and here comes you know Tim. Right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but you had no idea what was coming next. No, and, and and you know, watching this, I was struck by oh my god, this influenced so many things. <laughs> so many. So the you know absurdism in film. Right, comedy in general, absurdism in fiction. Sure, um, it's it's right there. I mean, you don't have Dumb and Dumber if you don't have Monty Python, right? You know, right. You know, it's that kind of comedy. Um, but you know, in both the like the DNA, I think that that this movie transmits to later generations. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, you know, all of the references, of course. You know, I knew what the Holy Hand Grenade was. But it shows up, the holy hand grenade, I'm like, oh, there it is. There Perfect. it is. Yeah. You know what? And Monty Python had a great way of making some of their sketches, they, they went along with it. But you are living in a heightened reality in the sketch, but they are playing it for genuine reality. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yes, this is a, a fable of King Arthur and whatnot, but no one is ever like, meh. Like, and that's the kind of comedy I don't like, when it is... Heightened reality, like all those, like remember the Spartan and oh. all those movies where they're just like, aren't we being hilarious right now? I'm out. Yeah, I, you know, I think that I think it works because you have this level of absurdity that is like hand in hand with dead serious drama, right? Like high Sans drama. The French taunter, right? Well, yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I, and I think that's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's never the wink and the nod to the audience. It's mm-hmm. they're. They're going. They're going full speed ahead. And I just watched the Jane Silent Bob reboot. And Which I'm excited for to see. a couple, aside from a couple scenes, much like in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, it's very genuine. There are a couple of times where they look at the camera for a joke. Sure. Which is Kevin Smith's want. He can do what he wants at this point. He's, yep. He is weirdly Hollywood royalty, and he doesn't realize it. I think that's I, what makes him so awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I, mm-hmm. uh, I for whatever reason, I have just have never. I don't know that I've seen his tours come to a city where i've been but i need to be on the lookout for because i would love to i've seen some of the video clips online and they're mm-hmm. they're wonderful i think he's coming to albany with jane on the pop reboot really that's a that's, mm. that's only two hours mm. we may have to look at it why don't we why don't so we talk wait, and see when that is hang on this yeah. is very quick it's four hours for an hour and a half movie four hours travel hour sure. and a half movie uh but isn't he doing the discussion as well so it's gonna be like another four hours <laughs> Um, and your point is, yeah, he's, yeah, right. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Did you look at the production notes on this? Uh, a, a little bit. So, okay. uh, must but before been... we do that, sure, sure, sure. I forgot. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? You know, the voice of our podcast, of uh, course, played King, played Arthur, King Arthur in the Syracuse <laughs> production of Spamalot. So, uh, I grabbed this beer last week um, when I was picking up our beer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Right. Because Joel and Carissa taking their annual vacation. They're going to Costa Rica. They're there right now. They're uh, going to Isla Nublar. That's right. That's you can't right. convince me that's right. They're running with dinosaurs. They're running with dinosaurs right now. Right now. Uh, so, they're there for uh, a, a few more days, but they were going to be closed, so I needed to get it. Mm-hmm. So, walking in, I was like, you know, I knew the, the, the broad strokes of the, the movie, like what I was looking for. Right off the bat, let me say I hate coconut. So there were no coconut beers. Oh, okay. Because like a coconut stout, that's a popular. No. So looking for a, a few things, I landed on a little bit of happy memory. So uh, a key location in the film that they go to twice. Uh-huh. Um, you referenced the the French uh, taunter. Taunter. Yeah. Um, 
who farts in their general direction. Their mothers, their, their mothers were yeah. hamsters, and, and their, their fathers, fathers smelled, smelled of, of elderberries. Uh, that was filmed at the very famous Dune Castle in Scotland, where Aubrey and I have been twice on our trips to Scotland. You been to that castle? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a Whoa. stop. Yeah, I mean, and it's. Did uh, they mention it on the? Oh, of course. I mean, like that's why you're there. It is a historic castle, but it's famous in pop culture because of. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It was also uh, used in some of the shots for Game of Thrones. It's Winterfell, if I remember correctly. Not familiar. Mm, yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, am I misremembering that one? That I might be. I might be wrong on that one. Okay. Uh, that might be a different castle. But Dune Castle is the is the famous iconic uh, castle there where we've been twice. So nice. uh, Scotland is also. Aubrey and my happy place. So we sure. are drinking a Scotch ale oh, this evening. Oh, yes. So our beer this evening comes to us from Rohrbach Brewing Company, which is out of Rochester, New York. We've had something from them before, right? Uh, we must have. Uh, I've <laughs> So they are a favorite beer of mine mm-hmm. <laughs> that I have many times. They do a vanilla porter, a seasonal winter one. But I don't know if we drank that. Oh, Space Kitty. Space Kitty was from Rohrbach. There we go. There we go. Space Kitty. But their Scotch Ale is their flagship brew. It's their famous Scottish-style ale. It's a strong, full-bodied ale with a sweet caramel finish. Mm. Uh, this beer is 6.9. 6.9 and uh, 16 IBUs. So that's relatively low, so it's not going to be bitter. No. But uh, I love a Scotch Ale. So. All right, let's do this. That, that's lovely. Right? Like... So nice 16 ounce can, mm-hmm. nice flavor. Mm. You know, I I try to skew towards New York beers whenever we can. Sure, and this uh, is Rochester. Rochester, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's a closer that's a closer drive than Albany. It sure is. That is a good beer. So well done, two for two in my book. Space mm-hmm. Kitty was good, and uh, the Scotch Ale is delicious. And unlike Space Kitty, this movie that we're reviewing is good. Is <laughs> good as well. Yeah. Mm. So. Uh, you know, by the time you hear this, they'll be uh, jo- uh, Joel and Carissa will be back from vacation. Yes, from Isla Nubar. So check out Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township Five here in Camillus, the finest beer selection in the Syracuse area. Uh, okay, uh, there are no almost casts because it's Monty Python. Jeez, it must have been probably at this point. Maybe a couple of years ago, Monty Python did a, well, it was a book originally, um, and then the members read the book for the audio book, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember. Well, the surviving members. Surviving members. Uh, oh, yeah. Monty Python's Flying Circus. Yeah, that was a show. Yeah, that's the name of the book as well. Oh, interesting. Oh, wait. Nope, nope, nope. That is not it. I meant to have this. That's Okay. I think is it speaks? No. Oh, good lord. Our library system here in Onondaga County, which rents ebooks mm-hmm. uh, and audiobooks, um, had it. And I, I uh, picked it up on a trip to Connecticut, and it was just amazing. Um, and it's basically, you know, the story of Monty Python is told by the members. Sure. They're all writing it, they're all reading different sections. It's really, really good. So um, I, I don't think we could do justice to a deep dive into Monty Python. No, no, we're not going to. We're going to, I literally have it here, each scene, and if there's nothing to talk about in that yeah. scene, 
and we can just here's this scene, here's this scene, here we don't have sure. to. Be oh like, yeah, yeah. They do this, they do this, they do this. But and I think even like pulling back, <clears throat> I don't think we couldn't do in this episode the history of the troop, Monty Python. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Like. Oh no, because they were they were so two deep. separate troops originally that came together. Like some members were on one in one troop, and Graham, I think it was Graham. Michael, see, we're gonna get savaged by people. I think right? it's like, Graham, Michael, and John were, or no, no, they wanted John part of the group because John was in a different group. But Graham, Michael, and maybe John Cleese, Cleese. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But and uh, well, you know, the fact, the thing that I found interesting, you know, when I was listening to that audiobook was that they were doing all these for BBC. I guess I should have known that, but you know, the idea of like such a ridiculous, absurd, and it's, I think in some ways subversive mm-hmm. kind of comedy, like in this state institution. So I've heard there's only one thing that they never let them do. Really? And that was they wanted to do a sketch where they were just talking. It seemed like a normal sketch. And the main feed from BBC yeah. would slowly turn down. So everyone <laughs> would slowly turn up their sets. And then when they knew it was at a level where everyone had their sets up all the way, they would scream. <laughs> the BBC's like, nope, we'll break too many sets, possibly kill some people with fright. Not going to happen. Interesting. So now I only know this story because of the movie, but mm-hmm. um, Man in the Moon, Man on the Moon, yeah. the Andy Kaufman that, mm-hmm. with Jim Carrey, he, his special, he described wanting to basically similarly like fuck with the TV viewers by messing with the horizontal and vertical hold yep. so people would think their sets were off. Um so I feel like that says a lot to kind of ground where this comedy is coming from. I mean, uh, my favorite John Cleese story is apparently people would come up to him, uh, and you don't know this sketch, but the, or maybe you do, the Ministry of Silly Walks. I'm familiar with so it. So people yeah. would come up and be like, hey, look, and they'd do a silly walk for him and be like, what does it matter with you? That was back in the 70s. I'm a grown man. I'm a, I was an adjunct professor at Cornell University. How could? How dare you? And then he would turn around and walk away silly. Yeah. And he said he, he had to stop doing it because one time he went to, and then he'll turn around and be like, ah, look what I yep. did. But he walked away silly. And when he turned back around, the person was walking away dejected, had just, had not he turned seen and he's the, like, the punchline. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. That's, yeah. That's all. But, you know, I think that, um, to different degrees, they all have that ability to be so so concretely serious in what they're doing and and just allow the absurdity. So I almost feel like so I'm a big Aerosmith fan. And like, you know, for years and you know, Aerosmith was often described as the poor man's rolling stones. Sure. But with the wisdom to know that the world is full of poor men. Mm-hmm. Um and then I heard like Motley Crue described as the poor man's Aerosmith, but without the understanding that sure. the world is Motley Crue like, thought they were the fucking yeah. Best. So so and it's not a dig on like the Farrelly Brothers because they're probably the best of it. But I feel like those movies like Meet the Spartans had all of the absurdity without that underlying mm. layer of seriousness that, that the Farrelly Brothers had. Yeah. Yeah, they did, but like mm-hmm. the Meet, but, the, but Spartans the, Meet the Spartans and all those superhero movie yeah, disasters. Yeah, like all mm-hmm. those. Like that's weirdly, the, though, uh, the Fairly Brothers have entered that with movie forty three. Did they do that one? Yes. Ooh, good boy. I, it is I am one, now one less a, impressed. <laughs> one of a handful of movies I could not finish. I've powered through some I, weird ass movies, but I, I was just like, I, I, I don't, don't think I've. I don't think I. 
Well, it's on Netflix if you want to torture no. yourself and see Hugh Jackman with a ball scrotum on his uh, chin. See, ironically, I think that's probably the funniest sketch, in my opinion. Mm. And it's a high watermark, and I think the rest of it goes downhill from there. Sure. <laughs> so the troupe has this show on BBC. Monty Python's Flying Circus, yeah. Right? Um, they, this is their first movie, I believe. Oh. No, I better better double check that one. I can't remember if this or... (laughs) Oh, no, it's her second one. Right. Is Brian first? Or is it the complete history? And now for something completely different. Right, that was her first. Yep. Uh, This is her second one. So about all I knew of this going in was that um, it almost wasn't... Oh, no, that's Life of Brian. George Harrison... Saved Life of Brian. Saved Life of Brian. And that's why Life of Brian's production value looks so good <laughs> like oh because a beetle just was like here's a shit ton of money uh i so i did see um in u.s dollars their budget for this movie was four was four hundred thousand dollars and it which and is it, nothing and it, and it shows <laughs> uh, which i think you know the coconuts started out as a gag there was no way they could no it wasn't a gag the, the i mean like i mean it started out as Oh no, that's what they were always going to do oh, because they, were, they couldn't oh. afford the the oh, horses. Okay, that's but that's they a couldn't afford the horses. They're like, use coconuts. I mean, and that's why. And then the, it shows up on camera. Yeah. Well, no, no, it was always going to. I think they just logically were like, we'll just have their squires using Clap coconuts because co- we can't do anything else. We can't afford all these horses. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just. Rounding out the rounding out the dollars, then uh, box office five million dollars. Now, so a mild success. Sure, sure, and of course that's box office. Like, what is it worth now? I I tried to do a little bit of digging to see like what is it made in, you know, videotapes and DVDs and Blu-rays sure and rentals. Even... I no, I could I couldn't find anything. I'm sure it's got to be you know a small nation's uh, <laughs> GDP. Sure, sure, it, it, they're, they're definitely. They, I think the whole sum of all of Monty Python, maybe in the four commas club. Really, you, quattro I, quattro comas, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you got to figure merchandising. Sure. All the con- I mean, all the concerts geek. that they've done. Sure. You, you can get the the Tim the Enchanter uh, headpieces. Well, you, you get could. the holy Rest hand grenade. Uh, think geek. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, uh, but I mean, like all that stuff. I yeah, mean, and again, that's half the stuff. I I chuckled laughing because I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that in sure. geek stuff uh, mm-hmm. for decades. Yeah, I believe they also sold a uh, Black Knight uh, stuff that stuff came that apart. You could, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I mean, that's the level of uh, merchandising. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder. So I wonder, like, does BBC have? I wonder who owns the rights to this. Is Python. it Monty Python? You sure, think? it says right at the beginning, Python Monty Pictures. And there's no BBC anywhere on this because BBC wasn't in film at this point. Sure, got it, got it, got it. That they were just sense. a television network station. Um, all right, so you you said uh, right at the beginning, of course, I'm looking at... I'm You're looking, looking at the subtitle? I'm looking at the subtitle. Okay, so let's... Uh, yeah, do you have any other... Let, no, let's, okay. no, no, no. Let's, oh, right. wait, wait, I'm sorry, I do. Um, you, oh, one of the other things that this... Obviously, he's made a shit ton of money on. Was this was a Broadway musical? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Right. Holy cow. And I was surprised. Now I'm actually I'm familiar with the soundtrack of Spamalot. I've seen the local production. Ah, uh, I would love to so see it on Broadway. Technically, seen this movie. So it's... all the beats are there. But I was surprised at how much music. And then I got to thinking, like I was aware that 
Monty Python, the TV show, mm-hmm. had music in its songs. I'm a lumberjack. I'm like, oh, you know what? That's right. I guess, I guess in my mind, I was thinking, oh, Spamalot must be an entirely new uh, set of sure. songs that they they wrote around this. But it's, I mean, half Some, of it's in I there. mean, uh, yeah. Oh, there's there's a lot that's written for the, the sure. musical. Sure, song goes like this, stuff like that. Sure, yeah. but I was surprised by how much stuff was in there. I mean, the ballad of uh, Sir Brave Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Brave <laughs> Sir Robin, Robin. no way. I never. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, I I do want to say my my favorite uh, Monty Python actual flying circus song is Eric the Halfby. Uh, nope, not in an accident. <laughs> you gotta look it up. It's, okay, We're, all right. It is pure silliness. Like you could go on to uh, Netflix. Yeah. This is on Netflix. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen. Yeah, and you can watch their best sketches. There's a thing on there that only doesn't include the parrot sketch because that's what everyone wants them to do. Sure. Always. Sure. That's. I feel like I need to, on the one hand, I loved watching this because I'm like, oh my God, I see how this, you know, launched a thousand ships. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, I feel like I was a little bit sad because I'm like, oh my God, I can't imagine what it must have been like to watch this in 75, 75 right? Like, and to have never seen something like that. I mean, this was a lot of America's introduction to. Uh, Monty Python sure. was, was, you know, the masses, as it were. Like, there were people who, I don't know, in 75, if it had, because how I watched Monty Python as a kid, it was on PBS, which sure. boggles my mind because yeah. it's filthy. Right. Like, yeah. How did they get away with it? You know, it, am I wrong to think of Mel Brooks in the same vein as like an American Monty Python? Like, 100%. You know, I, that same level of, of you know, so space balls, right? But right. absurdity, but underneath it, like Rick Moranis playing that straight, right? Mel Brooks always playing that straight. You know, mm-hmm. un- to your point, until they intentionally turn and wink and nod at the audience, yeah. right? Like when the entire plot of the movie is explained to Dark Helmet and he turns to the camera and goes, Everybody got that? And then right, but then right back into it. Right yeah. back into it, sure. Yeah. But holy cow, this was great. But I, I, I do think I'm going to have to now. Watch some of the net sure, the episodes I mean, on Netflix. It's right there. It's right there. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get into this movie. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So uh, right off the bat, as is Monty Python's want, they're letting you know this is going to be a silly, silly movie with the subtitles. So I'm watching this, and I stopped, <laughs> and I went back, and I was looking at the menu. I was like, "Wait, did I turn on? Swedish did I turn subtitles? on Swedish subtitles? What the fuck?" And then I'm like, "Oh, you're kidding me." Yeah. See the majestic moose? <laughs> That's right. My sister was bitten by a moose. <laughs> There's a whole series of jokes that are only that only appear in text on the screen. When I first saw this, I didn't know the British slang sacked meant fired. Oh. I thought oh. it meant sacked. Like I'm like, oh, oh my like god, hit. they're punching <laughs> all these people. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Oh no, they're fired. They're fired. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, initially the the Swedish subtitles were saying stuff about uh, you know, come visit Sweden, see the fjords. See the majestic moose. Do you hear? The <laughs> and they're like, "We're we fired those people here. Let's continue with the thing." And it comes back up, and it starts up again. Right. The people who fired those people have now been, been fired. fired, and they go three or four deep on that. Three, joke. and then it becomes all like, um, like, uh, like I don't know, Mexican feel to it, like. Like it's real flashy and oh, it's got like a mariachi band yeah, playing. It's really right. funny. And and yeah, and then they can they they Llamas. riff on the joke to be like Llamas. They we continued this 
the producers chose to continue this longer to like reinforce the fact that the people who failed to do that right yeah. right 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 like they go another beat farther with a different twist like even in the credits right there's no yeah, there's no safe right space <laughs> in this film this is a silly silly movie so literally from the start to the to the way the movie ends to your point like there's no there's nothing that is serious here oh i forgot one of the funny things that it says visit sweden uh, our our wonderful telephone system <laughs> at the end of the credits we get like Russo Brothers level title card that says England 932 AD. There you go. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't remember that joke. Yeah. <laughs> 1932. Yeah. Well, you'll find that out in the outtakes. That's right. Then we have Arthur, played by co director of the movie, Graham Chapman, who has sadly passed. Yeah. From alcoholism related. Stomach cancer, I believe. Oh, he Stomach was. Or throat. He was, he was an alcoholic. He was sure. a horrible alcoholic. He was drunk through most yeah. of this movie. Yeah, that was one of the things in that audiobook, which it's bugging me. Um, I wish I could. It's really, really good. You know where you're going to remember? What? When we break down all the equipment. Yeah, that's, that'll be. <laughs> Literally, we'll be putting the last thing away. You're going to go, oh, it's that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. All right, so I, can, I cannot find this, and uh, it's going to be ridiculous. So it might be Monty Python Speaks, which is an older book. But I wonder if the if I was just catching like a the original book came out I think in ninety nine okay um, and I don't know if they just did the audio book later maybe Graham Chapman died of spinal and throat cancer oh, oh that's oh. A, and <laughs> and as a horribly dark joke uh, anytime the pythons are together <laughs> there's an urn on stage. And they say it's Graham. It's Graham. Yeah. But inevitably, someone knocks it over. Yeah. <laughs> Every damn time. So I think, if I remember right, in this audiobook, I think John Cleese talks about that. And I think he's, and I think his position is that Graham would be mad if they didn't. Oh, 100%. Right? Oh, like, I have no problem with the joke because yeah. either it's that they're honoring their friend or Graham before he dies, like, look, you got to take an urn, you got to put it on stage, <laughs> and yeah. somebody's got to knock it over. Yep. Because <laughs> that's just the kind of humor they had. So I, I don't know. There's an audio book that uh, our library system has uh, <laughs> in which the, the, the Pythons wrote, and for the audio book, <laughs> they recorded it. And it was just fascinating. So There's a real fun history I, on these guys. I yeah. was not even, you know, I, at that point, I'd really seen nothing other than via osmosis, mm -hmm. and the audio book was fascinating. So I got to assume if you're at all a fan. Well, I got a nice trip to Connecticut coming up in I'll, a couple minutes. I'll I find it before yeah. I go, and I'll, I'll shoot it over to you. All right, so Arthur enters, played by Graham Chapman. It is I, Arthur, son of Uther Pendragon from the castle of Camelot, king of the Britons, defeater of the Saxons. Sovereign of all England. And then it's, uh, who is it? Is it Palin up there? Because uh, John no. Cleese is the one that comes in, but Palin is the first, or is it Eric? I think, I thought it was Cleese up top. Cleese is the second person to come in. Oh. First one, I believe, is Michael Palin. I never I never got the joke, because it's been a while since I've seen this movie, yeah. where he explains the whole story of, you know. Pull the other one. <laughs> Oh, he's <laughs> pulling his leg. That's right. I may have to start using that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. The layers and depth of the the jokes and sketches, they just run. Like, I see why this works as a movie, but they could never do that, like, as a TV show. Like, And weirdly, this feels like a, a long episode of Monty Python's Holy Circus. Uh, Holy Circus. Yeah. Flying Circus. To the point where there are full-on, like, fade to commercial fade back ends like yeah. a couple times yeah, yeah. i was like oh but if this had been on their tv show like i feel like they were able to go 
deeper into the jokes in each scene and set up a like at the end of this scene palin or no cleese is the one who points out like why do you have a coconut and then they go through the whole thing the, about the swallow. How yeah, the, sure. And eventually, just Arthur just walks away. He's like, oh, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like I, you could see their TV roots, right? Like mm-hmm. there, there are a series of scenes connected under a broader narrative. Sure. And whether it's okay, this leads us to the next scene, or like the end of this movie. Well, we're just gonna stop. That's right. That's one right. of my favorite sketches. I don't even remember what the sketch is. It's it's Cleese and. It's either Palin or it's uh, the guy I can't remember his Terry name. Terry Jones. He's the one whose name I can never remember. Yeah, is it Terry Jones? Is the is the one? He's that's... Sir Bedivere, the yes. wise. Yes, I think it's two of them, and they're having like a conversation. All of a sudden, like they just kind of pause for a second, and Cleese kind of looks around and goes, "You want to come back to my flat?" He goes, <laughs> "All right," and they just leave. And I'm like, "What just happened?" That's a great sketch. Yeah. There is so much to like in this. To your point, we can't go beat by beat because the there's so many. We would so literally many... just be sitting here going, and then this show happens, and then this it's, show happens. Yeah, yeah. It. I, I mean, suffice it to say, as somebody watching this for the first time, mm-hmm. but so aware of it without having watched it. Oh my god, it was worth it. It holds <laughs> up, yes. and it was great. I loved it. Well, hold that for the end. That's right. That's right. Bring out Jaden. I like a bit right. Translated almost beat for beat in, in Spamalot. Is the Spamalot have the woman uh, dusting out the cat on the wall? Did you catch that? Uh, I I did catch that. <laughs> I don't recall if the production that we that I saw at CNY Playhouse oh, did yeah. not have that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. There's so much happening there. You need to like don't look down to write a note. Like you need mm-hmm. to be. Well, watching. that's why I said I'll I'll take care of the notes. Yeah. I got Thank it because yeah. I just want you to enjoy the movie. Um, and I like how when they leave the scene. Who's that? Then? I don't know. Must be a king. Come on. He hasn't got shit all over him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's a joke that when they showed this on Comedy Central, when Comedy Central pretty much had this and a bunch of comedy specials to show, yep. it sadly had to be bleeped. Really? Yeah. But it was on cable. See, well, that was they well, were voluntarily. Yeah. yeah, they were voluntarily acting uh, like nope. maybe FCC even, has because it's not over. It, it's not over the public airways. It. Yeah, you. It's like how AMC does one fuck each show. Th- th- yeah, that's they can their do internal. More. They yeah. can do whatever they want. Yeah, because uh, the uh, FCC decency guidelines don't apply because they're not broadcast channels. So yeah, then we have Dennis, old woman, man. Ma'am, sorry. Who uh, I shared on my 37th birthday this gift. I'm 37. I'm not old. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. It just, there's so much good stuff in mm-hmm. here. Uh, I, I don't even so know. He's, he's looking, I don't even know how to. I got to be honest with you. I don't even know how to talk about this movie. Well, the thing here is that this is just very clearly Cleese writing. What I object to is they automatically treat me like an inferior. Well, I am king. Oh, king, eh? Very nice. And how do you get that, eh? By exploiting the workers, by hanging on to outdated imperialist dogma, which perpetuates the economic and social differences in our society. All that is very clear. Like it feels like autonomous Cleese. collective. Yeah, yeah. The autonomous that, collective. That's right. Which, which we we could not get. I talked to Joel. There were what was it like twenty breweries had mm-hmm. a hand in that. Uh, he's like, you can't find it. So it's gone now. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It was tasty. It was tasty. Yeah, yeah. And it worked for Avengers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the beer we drank during the Avengers episode was. Uh-huh. Autonomous Collective, which we very specifically pointed out was a Monty Python reference, not knowing that one day we'd you know, do be it. doing a Monty Python yeah, show. Yeah. Maybe I knew. 
Yeah, and not just the Monty Python joke, but the movie that it comes the, the, the from. Yeah. yeah, I do like in this scene where Arthur's explaining the Lady of the Lake, sure. and Dennis just pokes a giant hole in the whole story. Like the Lady of the Lake, her arm clad in the purest shimmering samite, held aloft Excalibur from the bosom of the water, signifying by divine providence that I, Arthur, was to carry Excalibur. That is why I'm your king. Listen, strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not from some farcical aquatic ceremony. So I'd be emperor if someone just threw me a scimitar? (laughs) Moisten bin throwing scimitars at me. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Oh, man. None shall pass. I do want to spend some time on the Black Knight because... This does fit into the parameters of our mainline podcast. Yes, yes. First fight. First fight. That's a pretty good fight. It's a pretty good fight. And it's Graham Chapman and who? No, no. It? For, first, it's oh. uh, Unknown Oh, no, no. And, the other. Yeah, yeah. I'm and sorry. John Cleese. Yeah, right, right. Oh, is John Cleese the Black Knight? <laughs> None of course shall he is. pass. Of course he is the Black Knight. Yeah. You can tell because he's a good six inches taller than the rest of them. John Cleese is the very tall sure, man. Sure, sure, sure. I think he's like six four, six five, maybe. He's a big dude. He is a big dude. Uh, let's see, I got him right here. So this is the I should have gone to IMDb. Wikipedia is not giving me his height. Hang on, my you IMDb. Here we go. It's not gonna be there either. Okay, Google. How tall is John Cleese? John Cleese is six feet five inches tall. Fuck. Six five. That's a tall guy. He's a big boy. Yeah. Holy cow. Black Knight takes out the first guy, and they're like, oh, okay, we'll just do We're going to leave now that you're done fighting. He says they can't pass unless they fight. Arthur takes an arm off. <laughs> That's right. Tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. No, it isn't. Well, what's that then? I've heard worse. My two favorite lines that I used to say all the time yep. during this were, What are you going to do, bleed on me? <laughs> and uh, I'm invincible. You're a loony. <laughs> <laughs> Just that you're a loony was so good. Production value? Mm-hmm. When John Cleese is standing in the hole? Like, after he right. loses... <laughs> he he's loses, just standing in a yeah, hole, yeah. He's standing in a hole, yeah. <laughs> and clearly, standing in a hole. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. All right. We're calling it a draw. Uh, the monks. Oh, the monks. I was like, what is that? Oh, they're hitting themselves. You're like, oh, this is, whoa, what the hell just yeah. happened? Is that the same scene with the witch? Yeah, that's, that yeah, leads, that that into, the leads the into the witch. Scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That got going. I was like, oh, my God. I've heard. Of I've the heard witch trial this. scene. Yeah. yeah. And I've heard the, 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 the dialogue. I've, one of the things I kept laughing at, you could almost imagine them like running off stage left or stage right. To change. Changing. <laughs> and then coming back in with another thing because they needed another speaking part. You know, like. So during this, when they're trying to figure out what else floats and they can't think of anything, mm-hmm. oh no! Uh, and and John Cleese has—he's supposed to say—I can't remember when it is—but at one point, Eric Idle takes his sickle and bites it because he's going to laugh. He doesn't want to ruin the tape. <laughs> but John was just like stretching it out and just being like. Uh, uh. <laughs> so Eric just. <laughs> they decide that the other thing that can float besides witches and churches. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Is wood. No, oh, excuse me. Very small churches. That's yes, right. And wood. That's right. Uh, are a duck. Right. So is this trying to say that ducks are evil? Quack, quack, quack. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Very small margin of our audience will get that joke. That's right. But you know what? 
I like one percenter jokes once in a while. Yeah, that's right. They decide they're going to bring a duck, put the witch on. Of course, she weighs the same. It's a fat cult. And presumably they burn her. Wow. The witch played by, mm, she's, a, she's like the female Python member. Connie Booth. Connie Booth. Thank you. She was an American. Yep. But she, she was in a ton of their stuff. Yeah. Oh, she was also in Faulty Towers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she was married to John Cleese at the time. Right. I forgot Got she it. was married to him. Yeah. Do you have a sense of like how many shows, episodes, hours? Like how it, big is the oh material? Uh, not that big. I mean, if you want to, the thing is, is once you watch Monty Python's Flying Circus, yep. you can go and like my personal favorite, the one I had on all the time in my car in high school, which <laughs> my friends nuts because they were not Monty Python fans, <laughs> yeah. was Monty Python's The Final Ripoff, which is pretty much. They go into the studios in the seventies, like, all right, fine, we're gonna we're gonna fine tune all these sketches, right, and make them. Here's the the definitive version of it, but we're not giving any new material, <laughs> hence the final ripoff. So Got they, it. they, it's almost like uh, Weird Al Yankovic's last album being called Mandatory Fun. It was because he had contractually one, one more, more album to do. to do with them. Got it. It's like fine, I'm gonna call it Mandatory Fun though. I'm sorry to, to so here it is. Uh good news is we got it before we tore down the equipment. Ooh, go right so, ahead. So it's the Python's autobiography by the Pythons. Uh. <laughs> right. It's it was released in two thousand three. Um so I listened to the audiobook and uh it, it's really good. And there's it, And you can get it on Hoopla or what's the other one? Overdrive. Overdrive? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um so if you're in Onondaga County and you don't have a library card, go get one. And get the books for free. Or if you have a library card, get it from your local library. Yeah, yeah. Support your local libraries. Uh, but the stories were fast. I was fascinated, and I had seen zero Monty mm-hmm. Python content at that point. So highly recommend it. The Python's Autobiography by the Python. So. Ooh, excuse me. Sorry mm. about that, but I'm no. glad we glad we cleared that up. No, of course. And does that mean you just how we know the earth to be banana sheep? <laughs> I can see the rewatchability of this movie, though, as mm-hmm. well. To catch... Like so, I've seen it once, but I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface of mm-hmm. the joke. Like sure. the lady with the cat. Like if I, I saw that, but if I wasn't looking right that second, then I would have missed that. So yeah. So there's a storybook cut, kind of like all right, and here because at the end of this, Arthur tells Bedivere that he should join him in the Knights of the Round Table. Then all of a sudden, it's like oh, we've run out of money. Quick, Terry uh, Gillum just make some drawings. <laughs> yeah, you, you know another thing that I was aware of. I think because they talked about it in the autobiography that Terry Gilliam had always been Gilliam, excuse me, yeah, uh, you know, had always been an, an animator, and mm-hmm. um, so I was, a, and then I remember from seeing like the show in bits and stuff yeah. that they always had that very specific animation style. You see it, and you go, oh, it's Terry Gilliam, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of an explanation of who joins the rest of the group. Sir Lancelot the Brave, Sir Galahad the Pure. And Sir Robin, the not-quite-so-brave as Sir Lancelot. And the aptly named Sir Not Appearing in this film. Who is a baby, I believe? It's, <laughs> it's, it's got to be baby one head. of their babies. Yeah, yeah. Like, My favorite is, is like, good. the whole thing is like, oh, we're going to go to Camelot. And they get to Camelot. It's only a model. And then we get the title of the musical in this ginormous dance number in the middle of this very low-budget film. Which is that song directly right in the space. Sure. We're table. We dance where we're able. We do routines to call the scenes. We cable. We dine well here in Camelot. We eat ham and jam and spam 
my favorite is the guy who's hung up in the uh, in the dungeon, just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then at the end of the number. Well, on second thoughts, let's not go to Camelot. It is a silly place. Right. right. <laughs> and then they just go off on a new adventure. Yeah. Which again, like I feel like they were just writing bits, right? They're sure. just writing scenes and bits. Yeah, God shows up to them. Uh, I don't know who is that. Uh, well, Who's that see. picture of God? It's got to be somebody. Uh, an image of W. G. Grace. Oh, who was an English amateur cricketer, cricketer, and was important in the development of the sport, and is widely considered one of its greatest ever players. Yeah, because it's an image that they, that they cut. Just, they so they again, that's Terrence a Terry Gillum. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also. Uh, how uh, on South Park all Canadians are done with the flappy that's mouth. Too. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but even like that, like you, uh, did you see Preacher on AMC? No. You know, I feel like the way they presented God in that mm-hmm. was, I feel like that was inspired by Monty yes. Python. Like the, the was it Alanis Morissette? No, but like even that, the look of that again. This, I'm like, oh my god, this clearly inspired so many things. Sure, God sends him on the quest for the Holy Grail. They end up at a at a castle, and probably the most famous scene from this movie, Hello? the French taunter. Is it that, or is it the Black Knight? I mean, like, yeah, yet another iconic. I think yeah. this is because of all the all. There's so many like things that, at least to me, things that I would say. Like, I uh, fought in your general direction. <laughs> your right. mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Yeah. Which is something I said right? <laughs> to people for no reason. If he will give us food and shelter for the night, he can join us in our quest for the Holy Grail. Well, I'll ask him, but I don't think he'll be very keen. Uh, he's already got one, you see. What? He says they've already got one. Are you sure he's got one? Oh, yes, it's very nice, uh, I told them we already got one. They go back and forth, taunt each other for a little bit, and the French chanter eventually just gets bored with it. And this is a real historical thing, the shooting of livestock. This is something they really did. Really? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like You, you go, this cannot be real. Oh, oh, you mean throwing the cow? The catapult? Is the, it? The catap- <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah be, uh, Thank you. That's the first, uh, one of the first examples of uh, biological warfare mm-hmm. would, you know, like plague ridden corpses. Cow. Uh-huh. And cows. And yeah. yeah. My favorite is when they're throwing all the very obvious things off and there's just a duck that goes flying and the duck's like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> it's trying to flap its wings you know, so hard. The running away was a common theme throughout the So they run away. They enter the woods. We get a quick little thing where uh, you hear a bunch of ridiculous construction sounds like air tools and stuff. And then a uh, Trojan rabbit. Right. And so this is the brainchild of one of the knights. I can't remember. Benavir. What happens now? Well, now, uh, Lancelot, uh, Galahad, and I uh, wait until nightfall and then leap out of the rabbit, uh, taking the French uh, by surprise. Who leaps out? Uh, Lancelot, Galahad, and I uh, leap out of the rabbit uh, and... uh, Oh. oh. Look, if we built this large wooden badger... And then the hare, the giant rabbit comes... And once again, they run away. Yes. We cut to a history school. Famous historian starts telling what's going to happen next. 
and is swiftly murdered by some random knight. <laughs> oh, and then his wife comes running out like no no one setting is setting the seed for the end of the movie. Right. Oh my god. That's why t- the cops are there. And what are we 20 minutes into this thing? I thought it was cuz they I thought it was like they didn't have a permit. I no. <laughs> oh, now you're getting the end. <laughs> I'm getting the end. Oh my god. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. So, uh, the quick thing that the historian does get out is that the knights go off on their own adventure. So, this is pretty much them being like, we don't want all these characters together anymore. We want to do more sketch. So, let's send Robin to do this and Lancelot to do that and Galahad to do something else. Which also means the Pythons can be the other characters in those scenes. And and Graham Chapman, one of the two directors, doesn't have to be in every fucking shot. Right. That had to have been very frustrating. Uh, and again, listening to that uh, that story, um, it so apparently his alcoholism was so bad at this point that you know he could pull himself together for a take, mm-hmm. and then needed some time. Like it was pretty much one of those things. Like as soon as the camera was off, like he w- the guy was a mess. Well, when we talked about Jaws, uh, no, I think Chuck exactly shared this, right? Yeah, Robert Shaw. Yeah, and that that great monologue he does mm-hmm. was but apparently cut together because sometimes he was sober, sometimes he was. No, no, not the, no, no. When he's on, um, when he's in the fishing chair in the back, he was violently seasick. Oh, right, and he's was like in pain, that. but would like okay, get it, roll camera. He delivers it, cut, and then the guy he collapses. Oh, yeah. Jesus! So it's funny if you look on the Wikipedia page for Monty Python and the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. you get down to the cast, and you got you know the first six entries are the Pythons. Terry Jones has only five credits, and he's like the slacker in the group. Right. Um, you look at the rest of them, and it's like, you know, 10, 12. You know, they just get to play all these ridiculous characters. Yeah. And Robin's thing, it's a, a three headed knight, and what? it's yeah. Graham Chapman, Terry Jones, and is it Palin? Is, it is. Or is it Eric Idle? No, it can't be Eric no, Idle. He's. It's, yeah, it's Palin. It's yeah. Palin, yeah. 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 I mean, like, it's just ridiculous. But I, the Michael Palin in Eric Idle's, um, when Michael Palin's the prince in, or king in Swamp Castle. <laughs> that, that's enough. No, no, just singing. Is no that singing. Sir Robbins? No, that's, no, that's Sir. That's, that's Sir Lancelot. Lancelot. That's yeah. giant places. Yeah. yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, it just yeah, yeah, yeah. So please, whatever you want to talk about, I'm good. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, pretty much like Robin's minstrels are like they're singing a song about how he's gonna kick your ass. Hey, 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 he is brave, Sir Robin. Brave, Sir Robin. Shut up. Um, nobody really. I'm just um just passing through. What do you want? To fight and... Um, oh, nothing. You can kind of see the minstrels be like, oh shit, he's a coward. <laughs> hey, minstrels, <laughs> look at his crest. It's a giant it's a chicken. chicken. Right. His story references, uh, he references something about the chicken of Glaston or something. Oh, right, right, right. The three of them are, are trying to figure out how they're going to kill Sir Robin. And of course, they slink away. Minstrel is singing a new song. Brave Sir Robin, run away. No! And we cut to some really good cinematography for the beginning of Galahad, where he's climbing up the hill. And oh, yeah, rain. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is like a movie, suddenly. Right. This isn't right. a bunch of sketches. Most of the money was spent on doing these shots. But I almost wonder, like, was that Palin wanted? He wrote he wanted something the hero that... shouts. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. He sees the Holy Grail on top of a castle, goes there, and it is... Um, is, it, is it Connie Booth again? 
It, no, that is maybe is that, that Carol Cleveland. Zoot? Maybe that's who I'm Zoot. thinking of. Is like the is the female. She, she was a British American actress and comedian, particularly known for her work with Monty Python. So both of the both of those women were in that sphere. Mm-hmm. We are at the Castle Anthrax. <laughs> the castles in this Castle Anthrax, Castle Arg. <laughs> We never get the French Chaunter's castle. What castle that? Oh, no. It's the castle of a master Guido. God. It's a joke that is not there unless you have the captions on. Really? Guy Lombardo. Come on. It's what it is. Gui de Lombardo. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, I wrote down the names of these women that are introduced here. Yes. Zoot, Dingo, Piglet, Crapper. The scene kind of is going on for a while, and finally Carol Cleveland's like, Do you think this scene should have been cut? We were so worried when the boys were writing it, but now we're glad. It's better than some of the previous scenes, I think. And all of a sudden it cuts to, At least ours was better visually. At least ours was committed. It wasn't just a string of pussy jokes. Pussy jokes in the scene? I was very confused by that joke. But that's like the whole Isn't that, the castle uh, full of... 16 to 19 year olds is that is that what he's referencing i, I, I thought so, i'm like yeah. are all these names like slang for that no. No, no 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 okay cut to the old man that we have not met yet get on with it tim right. that we haven't met yet yes get on with it and then all the knights from the end that we haven't met yet <laughs> so galahad is chased so he doesn't want to do any of the thing these women want them to do and he finally is like all right, and who shows up? Lancelot. No, really, honestly, I can go. I can handle this lot easily. Oh, yes, let him handle these. Yes, 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 I can defeat them. There's only 150 of them. Yes, yes. Uh, Lancelot has clearly been there, right? He's like, because doesn't he come in saying something like, I can't stay any longer? Like, mm-hmm. So then we have <laughs> the uh, voiceover telling us. On to scene 24, which is a smashing scene with some lovely acting in which Arthur discovers a vital clue. It might be Terry Gilliam that's doing the voiceover because it's Terry Gilliam as the old man, I believe, right? So I believe that's him saying that because then at the end, when the old man is there at the bridge, I believe who, that's Terry Gilliam. As and well. it's Terry Gilliam who is um, Arthur's squire. You, Patsy? Oh, yeah. Isn't that Terry Gilliam? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. He is not Patsy. Uh, pale, um, geez, who is that? Wait, it's he is not. Oh, okay. No. Oh, I wonder. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I always thought that was his main. I'm sorry, I was looking at the other roles. His main role is Patsy. I'm so sorry. And I yes. believe he's the one who is like, oh, he was very good in scene 24. I'm like, I, I get the joke oh, going he's, on here. He's, right, he's the right. one that's constantly like, yeah. what a great actor he is. <laughs> I laughed at. So he's also, of course, the animator who drops dead of a heart attack. <laughs> Warner Brothers did it first, but two of my favorite cartoons as a kid was the one where it's Daffy Duck. Oh, fucking with the animator? The animator is fucking bu- with him. Right. Who, who is becomes Bugs. Bugs. Yeah. And then they did one a couple of years later where the animator is fucking with Bugs. And at and the end, you find out it's, it's, it's Daffy. Daffy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so something I just saw that was striking my ear wrong, and I just double checked it. Graham Chapman was not one of the co directors. So it was Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones. Oh, you're yeah. right. It is not Graham. And, so and again, got- I think that was consistent with the story that Graham Chapman, it was all he could do to basically get upright for the oh, scenes. Right. And that was it. Yeah. That's right. We, Graham Chapman's name was just for the writing of it, along with the llamas. R- right. <laughs> um, so, you know, so Graham Chapman to me will always be the stern, disapproving headmaster from Iron Maiden's Can I Play With Madness video. Can oh. I play with Madden? Well, can I 
play with madness. That was pretty good. I believe, I believe that's his IMDb picture. Is from that. Oh, I let's think it let's is. Let's see. Um, it's in black and white, but well, the black and white one, no, because he's a younger man. Oh, um, oh, is that him? I feel like that's him. No, no, I mean, no, no. I'm trying to think. <laughs> no, no, I know it's not. It's not him from that video. It's a hilarious picture. Uh, TSPHC Army, go look. Go look up on IMDb. Uh, Graham Chapman's IMDb picture. It's wonderful. It's a ridiculous mustache. That's the one you're talking about. I mean, it's got to oh, be end of God. his life. I mean, he's old. But he's also has some weight to him. Uh, they got together right before uh, Graham died. Oh, really? And did like a... It, Steve Martin actually hosted it. It was a history of the pythons. And at the end of it, it, it you don't see the pythons except in these old uh, clips. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, you know, all the things they did. And at the end of it, he goes, and you may ask yourself, where are the pythons now? Well, they're in this closet. <laughs> Opens the door. They're all standing there like, Whoa, and he just closes it. Goodbye. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and you see Graham Chapman. You're like, there's something very wrong with Graham. Oh, really? And he died he, right. maybe a couple years later. Yeah. Uh, you know, you say that. And so I thought of Mel Brooks. I thought of like, what is, is there an Amer- equivalent American tradition of absurdity in, in fiction? Oh, it's Brooks. 100%. Well, Brooks. But that the other person I thought of when I was watching the movie was uh, Steve Martin. I'm like, oh, my God. And, and if you've seen the, uh, so it's one of the better episodes of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Steve Martin is mm. really good. And he talks. Does he actually talk about comedy? Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Interesting. Because he apparently, he do- like, if you're a fan and you meet him on the street and you try and talk about him about comedy now, he just glazes over. If you talk about art collecting, which is what he does now, yep. you'll have a full-blown conversation yeah. with him. Well, I think it's because... And again, it's a great idea. I love the concept of that show, and and a number of the episodes are really good. I think it's because it's it's two guys talking shop, and also you know? he knows what he's getting into. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, he ap- yeah. he agreed to be on it, but it's really good. And he and he talked about you know like embracing absurdity as a refuting the kind of the horror of you know where our society was at the time, Watergate and Vietnam, and you know, yeah. like, like where that fits in, in the world. I mean, that's probably why, uh, Steve hosted the thing, but I believe he says, I've heard him say that like the pythons are a huge influence. on. Oh him. yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, again, watching this, I'm like, Oh yeah. Because again, Steve Martin, you know, he's there in a suit and mm-hmm. a tie mm-hmm. and then he, he's puts the, you know, <laughs> the, the arrow, arrow through the his head. Yeah. Right. Like again, it's that, it's a, this layer of real seriousness, right. The mm-hmm. weight and gravity and then the ridiculous, you know, right neck and neck. Right. Which is through, again, through every scene. And I think that's, that is, I think the, the charm of this is like the, when there are, when, when they're going through the logic of what else floats. I, I, I mean, the seriousness <laughs> to which they are paying the subject matter, even though right. the subject matter doesn't deserve it, no. is it just sells it, yeah. We have another very famous scene from this movie is next, which is... We are the knights who say... Nee. No, nee. not nee. the knights who say... Nee. The same! Oh, yeah. uh, played by the wonderful Michael Palin. I mean... He's so good. Well, I mean, they all kind of did um, <clears throat> drag. I mean, I guess that would be the term for it. They all played women sure. on Monty Python. Yep, Flying Circus, um, which I assume was because it's a 
comedy group of guys. Mm-hmm. Th- there were women that you know were associated with them, but kind of like kids in the hall, right? Like it's the sure. same thing. Like you got a bunch of guys. You got you write kids a scene in, with a woman. Somebody's got to play the woman. Kids in the hall is just Canadian Monty Python. Yeah, like yeah. And oh, I don't yeah. mean that pejoratively no, no, or like a mock. Like 100%. they they do the same thing. They do absurd, but they are pot committed to it. Yeah, it yeah. Is, straight lace. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, so, um. What was I going to say? Uh, oh, so the uh, the knights who say knee send them <laughs> on a quest to find... A shrubbery! You know, so for a minute, I, and again, not not having deeply embedded Python humor. Sure. I'm sitting there going, is there a joke beyond that? And then I'm like, no, it's just, Literally, that's what they picked. Here's a and, it's a, and we're going to be ridiculous with it. Right. Yeah. And, it, and this is the point I, I'm wondering with you. Was this the point where you were like, this... May have been a mistake because as a kid, this is always the kind of the part of the movie where I'd just be like, eh, "Let's get to the next N- thing." Like N- uh, it just went so absurd with this going yeah, to the old woman. You know, I, th- I think that if I had been watching this without any understanding of Python itself, Python itself, or like all of the things that it inspired, or all the ways that this worked its way into pop culture, yeah, yeah, it would be different. But they said that I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember a reaction to shrubbery." Like and, I remember and how, that. Like yeah. knee is somehow uh, harmful uh, uh, to everyone, right? A dangerous word, right? Because they yeah. say it's that old woman who she recoiled. I didn't look up, but she looked like a that person. B uh B Duffel, mm-hmm. and so first of all, I saw her. I was like, "Is that the uh, the ugly guy from Princess Bride in the forest?" Mel Mel. Uh, yeah. Mel. I yeah. can't think of his last name. So she... Oh, she died in 74. Oh, she was born in 14. Okay, she died at the age of 60. Um, oh, no. She fi- died right before... Mu- that's her last credit, yeah. So she oh. must have filmed that, and then it came out they in 75. She's dead one too many times. That's that's right. Right. Oh, that was, oh that was dark. You went dark. Uh, she's got 55 actress credits. I'm sure I've seen her in something. TV probably. series, TV series, Canterbury Tales, The Expert, The Possessed, B&B. Uh, Z cars, fudge. or she just has that face that you're like, oh yeah, I've seen her in something. The prisoner. Oh, maybe that's she, it. Second psychiatrist looks like a couple episodes there. Yeah, I emergency watched that as a kid. 10, it's gotta yeah. be ITV God. play of the week. I mean, yeah, the prisoner, yeah. such a good show. Yeah, that's the weird one, right? Where he he gets chased by screaming he, bubbles. Yeah, he's in some weird town. Yeah, that's <laughs> so Britain. weird. The, yeah. <laughs> it's really that's out there. Weird. Hi, podcast listeners. This is Caleb from Night Shift Radio. If you love spooky stories as much as I do, but maybe aren't entirely sure that you believe in the paranormal, then you'll enjoy the newest Night Shift Radio original, Possibly Normal. Twice a month, we tell a true story of possible paranormal encounters from the perspective of the person who witnessed the events. In these stories, we offer no attempted explanation, only the truth as it was observed. So join me as Night Shift Radio presents Possibly Normal starting January 2022, wherever you listen to podcasts. Over at the Never Heard of It podcast, we've spent the last four years criticizing people's films and talking about how they could have made them better. Well, you know what? Now it's time to put your money where our mouth is. 
That's right. The Never Heard of It podcast and Night Shift Radio are making a movie. We are making a brand new sci-fi thriller called Somnium. Somnium is the tale of a brand new app, something kind of like TikTok, where people are able to watch others' dreams, everyone's dreams, anonymously across the world. However, our main character, Adam, starts to see dreams that look all too familiar, including dreams of somebody murdering him. So the question is, who is dreaming of murdering Adam? That's the question we look to answer in our brand new film, Somnium, but we need your help. We need your help in funding so we can pay the amazing crew and the amazing cast of this brand new film. Head to nightshiftradio.com Somnium, donate what you can, and if you can't, share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Someone out there is going to be a rich weirdo that's going to want to fund this film. So again, nightshiftradio.com Somnium. Thank you so much, guys. We look forward to making this movie just for you. They finally get a shrubbery from Eric Idle. He's Roger the Shrubber. <laughs> Roger the Shrubber. Yeah. Because um, of, of course that would be his name. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And we cut to the Swamp Castle. One day, lad, all this will be yours. What, the curtains? No, not the curtains, lad. In the, wor- the worst, like, powdered face, oh, impale wig. God. Everything about the Swamp Castle is just delightful. It's it, yeah. from, from this to... Uh, Graham and Eric Idle being the two guards and (laughs) Michael Palin's trying to get him to... Make sure the prince doesn't leave this room until I come and get him. Not to leave the room, even if you come and get him. No, no. Until I come and get him. Until you come and get him, we're not to enter the room. No, no, no. You stay in the room and make sure he doesn't leave. And you'll come and get him. Right. We don't need to do anything apart from just stop him entering the room. No, no. Leaving the room. Leaving the room, yes. That is an updated version of who's on first. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the whole scene, uh, Graham is just hiccuping for no reason. Maybe he's drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, go and get a glass of water. You know, I think that's one of the stronger vignettes, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Sure. Right? Because it's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But, but something that could really, like, it's absurd, but, like, to a point you could see if someone was dumb enough, they might not get what's going on. I, I guess. <laughs> The the swamp castle is built on a swamp. Right. And, and it's like the fourth or fifth. Well, the king said I was daft to build a castle on a swamp, but I built it all the same, just to show him. It sank into the swamp. So I built a second one. That sank into the swamp. So I built a third one. That burned down, fell over, then sank into the swamp. But the fourth one stayed up. And that's what you're going to get, lad. The strongest castle in these eyes. It's a, it's a marriage to unite houses to be able to. It's very red wedding, which it ends up kind of being the red That's wedding right. in a bit. Oh. When Lancelot just comes through and decimates, and just killing people, everyone. Uh, uh, at like, one point, he he strikes the flowers on the wall. Yeah, it's yeah. But I I love that uh, every time Tara Jones wants to start singing. Michael Payne's like, stop that, stop that. You're not doing that while I'm here. <laughs> Lancelot coming over the hill, coming over the hill, coming over the hill, coming over the hill, and then he kills the one guard, and the other one just goes, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Takes everyone out, goes to save Terry Jones, thinking it's a woman, gets there, he's like, oh. Uh. Right, I've been saying that reverse. Palin was the king, not the mm-hmm. prince. Right, it's right, Terry Jones, yeah, yeah. They're going to kind of make it uh, okay, and then... They come in with the father-in-law, who's who's now 
dead and they're gonna attack him and he's sorry you see what i mean i just get carried away i'm really most awfully sorry sorry i forgot to mention used to be my mess notification when uh terry jones shoots the arrow out and yeah. it hits eric idle in the chest message for you sir this scene is capped by finally tara jones's character herbert is going to be able to sing <laughs> nothing's going to stop him now that's right then it's the scene with arthur and the, the yeah and the and oh the, you're right the, yeah. with it right in the, the, the with the women right because then we go back to the knights we are now no longer the knights who say we are now the knights who say now that they've got the shrubbery, now they demand... You must cut down the mightiest tree in the forest with a herring! We shall do no such thing. Oh, please. So you might say that this whole mission has been a, a red, red herring. herring. Communism was just a red herring. They start saying that they're not going to do it. The knights freak out at that. Uh, it's so so. Knee is painful to us, but is it like kryptonite yeah, to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and my favorite part is like at the very end, the the tall knight, Michael Palin. Yep. Goes. You did it again, Patsy. Hey, I said it. I said it. Oh, I said it again. I'm there again. That's three. It. That's like kind of like the demise of them because they just keep saying, keep saying it. it. Uh, so then it becomes uh, a Terry Gilliam uh, animation. Beyond the forest, they met Lancelot and Galahad, and there was much rejoicing. <laughs> they resort to cannibalism. Which... In the frozen land of Nador, they were forced to eat Robin's minstrels, and there was much rejoicing. So now we are too. There are some who call me... Tim. Now this is a four hundred thousand dollar budget. A hundred thousand of it was spent on this pyrotechnics, <laughs> easily. <laughs> and I just love that every time he he goes to talk, like he's got the flamethrower and his staff. Yeah. He just keeps blowing shit up. I'm like, mate. I wonder if Cleese wrote that. Like, was oh it, sure? He's like, I want to blow stuff up. I want to blow stuff. I mean, like, yeah, like Palin wanted the hero shots. <laughs> yeah. Cleese is like, hey, can we blow shit up? Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, we can. We totally can. So they, they have to go to a cave, at, but there's a vicious beast that's the, guarding the cave. The rabbit of Carabanog. The creature of Carabanog. Cre- we right, don't right. find out it is that's a right. rabbit until they get there. He's got huge, sharp. He can leap about. Look at the bones. For me, that's the moment of that is as absurd as it gets. Sure. When they go in to fight the rabbit. <laughs> and it's like. Being, you can almost see the string like pulling it across the frame. Well, that and when it's uh, trying to get uh, Sir Robin Is over it his puppet? shield, it's very clear that someone going yeah. with yeah. a puppet. Yeah, yeah. So they retreat again. Uh, at which point they call for the holy, holy hand, hand grenade, grenade of Antioch, <laughs> which. So this bit, this is a fa- this is one of my favorite bits. So when uh, is it? Palin is reading from the Book of Armaments. Mm-hmm. First, shalt thou take out the holy pin. Then shalt thou count to three. No more, no less. Three shall be the number thou shalt count, and the number of the counting shall be three. Four shalt thou not count, neither count thou two, excepting that thou then proceed to three. Five. Is right out. But then, for some reason, Arthur counts to five. 
the, but says three, one, three two, Malish. five. That's right. Three, sorry. Three. three. Uh, which is another joke that makes its way into spam a lot oh, sure. without the holy hand. Yeah. Right. They don't yeah, do the holy hand grenade. But that joke's in there. Is the bunny in there? I can't remember. No. No, it is not. No, yeah, I feel a tough like. tough scene to do. Yeah. Well, you, you know, there's so much stuff that just. Like the castle with the sixteen to nineteen year old girls, there. That's God. not it. You know, yeah, Dennis yeah. becomes uh, Galahad, right? He right. must, right? So that's Palin in the movie. Yep, he's Dennis, and he's also yeah, Galahad. Yeah, he's both. So yeah, that yeah. makes sense so that they made it the same character. The same character, yeah. The guy who played Dennis and Galahad on Broadway, yeah, went to my college. Oh no way! Michigan Dramatic Academy. Uh, Christopher Sieber. He was also in uh, Shrek the Musical as uh, Farquaad. Got it. One yep. to Tony. Into the Woods, Spamalot. Yeah, he was Rapunzel's Prince and in Into the Woods next to Greg Edelman. Oh, he looks like a poor man's Alan Tudyk in some of these shots. Aww. No, I mean like... Yeah. Huh. He was... <laughs> at the time I was going to AMDA, he was Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen's father on their short-lived ABC family yes, show. Yes, I just, I just saw that. Two of a kind. Two yeah. of a kind. <laughs> also yep. guest starred in Pushing Daisies, Sex in the City, and The Good Wife. Pushing Daisies. Did you ever watch that? Was that the one where with the he pie could, maker? Yeah, yeah. Where he could touch, but he, Aubrey loved that. I watched a bunch of them, but Aubrey watched Ronan all the, of them. the Accuser. He w- yes, when when Lee Pace when he showed up in uh, Guardians, I was like, oh, there he is. He's the pie maker. Better yeah. than being the pie fucker. It's just the one time. All right. Uh, so they get into the cave. They're chased by a beast. Which again, cut to and how brilliant! If you've got a budget that small, great. Terry Gilliam's going to do some animation, <laughs> and it's hilarious. And that's it's the when Black Beast. They find the ancient text that is Aramaic, which I forgot. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Aramaic is a real language. Oh, it is right. Yeah, it's and the Joseph language that Aramith- Jesus would have spoken. And Joseph of Ara- Arimathea mm-hmm. is a real historical, you know, biblical historical being. Yeah, right. And I just love. I, I always wonder if the joke in, well, not the joke, but the, the moment in um, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, where they're in the cave and the guy has written and it trails, it trails off. off. Is that a. I'm wondering if that's like Peter Jackson's little, like, eh, you see? Probably. The, yeah. yeah. He's like, he who is valiant and pure of spirit may find the Holy Grail in the castle of. Uh, what? The castle of... Uh, what is dead? He must have died while carving it. Oh, come on. Well, that's what it says. Look, if he was dying, he wouldn't bother to carve Arg. He'd just say it. Yeah, that's who, uh, Eric Idle. His brother the, Maynard. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And brother yeah. Maynard is eaten by the Black Beast. They are chased. Uh, Heart attack. The next thing is the bridge of death. Who approaches the bridge of death must answer me these questions three. Uh, the other side he sees. Three questions. What is your name? My name is Sir Lancelot of Camelot. What is your quest? To seek the Holy Grail. What is your favorite color? Blue. Right, off you go. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love with yeah. the Sir Robin. What? Is your name? Sir Robin of Camelot. What is your quest? To seek the Holy Grail. What is the capital of Assyria? I don't know that. That's Robin, and then for Galahad. What is your favorite color? Blue. No. That's right. That's right. 
Uh, so, uh, and then Arthur what wins. Is the, Arthur wins. What is the wind speed of an African uh, of, a, of, a, of swallow? a swallow? What do you mean, an African or European swallow? Huh? I I don't know that. They, and it's the worst, like dummy. Oh, it's like, clearly like yeah, yeah. Let's just stuff some stuff into the into clothes it, and throw and it. Throw it, yeah. It's great. They're crossing the bridge, but and, and at this point, we're starting to get interspersed the, the footage of the police. <laughs> oh, who sure. are clearly responding we've, to yeah, the, we've had the, the CSI, murder, yeah. which totally makes sense. Yeah, I think actually when the explosions are happening, I don't know when they throw off the holy hand grenade. They're there. I think we the, see them right before that. We see them before that too. But they sure. But that's the that, moment that we see them. Uh, they're at the shrubbery that looks like it's been smashed, and the knights are gone. Right. And the explosion happens, and they kind of look over. Oh, that that's way right. And then that's right. Heading they, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a Bobby, a constable, and an inspector. Oh, well you're welcome. Done. Well done. Holy cow! Bobby's the one with the hat. Yep. Constable is more of the the regular police hat with the band. Yep, mm-hmm. and, inspector and then the inspector is, is just the guy clothes. in the plain clothes. Yeah, the trench coat guy. Okay, <laughs> all right. I've watched the British shit. Yeah, clearly, holy shit. So they're able to pass because Arthur. But in the middle of crossing the bridge, there's an intermission. That's <laughs> and that's music that we've used. Is it really? Sometimes when we've taken a break, I've that's yes, the, that's the music that's what that you I dropped put. in. So now they get to uh, they find a Viking ship for no reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> They right. cross over to Castle Arg. Arg. And yeah. who's at Castle Arg, Todd? Those goddamn same French soldiers. Hello, daffy English kniggets and Monsieur Arthur King, who has the brain of a duck, you know. Fucking frogs, man. Yeah, they're fucking everywhere. So, of course, shit is rained down on them. <laughs> is, this, is this the fifth or sixth time that something horrible happens to Arthur and he goes... Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's that's the recurring theme. That's his. That's he's his, on a holy mission, that's and right. he keeps saying Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. So funny. Maybe he's legitimately asking for help. Like, <laughs> if not there, where else could he get help? So they assemble a large army of knights. Suddenly, all the extras. The, I, I'm wondering if this was fans of the show. How I didn't they, look it up. Yeah. Because I know that, a but lot it must of, have been like the one day. Like we need everybody, right? Right. How, it's kind of, we need. They, when they did Star Trek The Ocean Picture, a yeah. lot of the crew and the people at the Starbase sure, are fans that wrote in saying, we need a Star Trek movie. Got it. So they... That was their thank you to them. Thank you. Huh. Interesting. So I'm wondering if this is the same idea. Well, um, although Arthur prepares them for an attack... Oh, what's happened to Lancelot during this? He's been arrested. That's right. That's right. We see... That's right. He's being frisked. He Lancelot's over the bridge first. That's right. Before our, the only two other people that make it across, Arthur and... Uh, Is it Bedivere? Yeah, it's Bedivere. Yeah. Sorry. So they make it across. I love when, when Arthur calls out the army, Bedivere lifts up his thing like, where the fuck did all these people come from? <laughs> That's right. That's like, right. It's, it's That's so right. great. They go to charge and cop cars pull onto the... And it they shut him down. I always <laughs> thought this was shutting down the... Pro- I mean, I guess it, it is shutting down the production, but it's clearly because it's, they've murdered. It's someone. all the more clever because of that murder. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I thought it was funny. Like either like way, they didn't, either way, but yeah, they didn't have a permit. But literally, you you saw me realize that as we were talking. I was like, oh my god, that's what it was. Yeah. And the last shot is a is the inspector putting his hand over the camera. Shakes a little bit, goes to black, and movie. Well, right. I'll, I'll tell you what. This was just absolutely delightful. Yes, it was absolutely two for delightful. two. Yes, yes. 
Yes. Uh, so we didn't say it before we went into the movie, uh, oh. but we'll say it here. So the IMDb score for Monty Python, the Holy Grail, 8.2 out of 10. Huh. Hey. Yeah. If you don't like this movie because you don't get it, don't leave a review. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet you I, if we look at the one and two star reviews, are just people being like, I don't understand this. Yeah. 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 I, because uh-huh. I, 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 I don't think I could count the number of movies we wouldn't have today sure. if you didn't have this tradition you know? humor is subjective yeah it's i mean i i don't know that uh it, i don't know that our t- usual questions make sense here no, no. we gotta do no? it no okay all right do it. okay all right it's the podcast okay How yeah dare but you? okay all right okay so we've never done a movie like this okay all right i don't remember what the first question uh who's the mvp yeah yeah, I, I've been here before. <laughs> you have. This isn't your second review. I mean, so sixty episodes in. I mean, it's the troop. It's. I mean, <laughs> it's all of them. It's all of them. It's Monty in the, Python. It's Monty Python. Yes. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but out of the troop, who's your favorite character? <sighs> I mean, I think because long before I was familiar with any Monty Python stuff, mm-hmm. I loved A Fish Called Wanda. That's oh. been one of my favorite comedies forever. So John Cleese will always have a special place in my heart. So favorite character, uh, I don't know about Lancelot, but you know the Black Knight, you know is. Oh, I'm going to choose a different John okay. Cleese character. Yeah, some people call me Tim. Tim, sure, it's sure. Because I mean, it's again, him look, doing the most outrageous Scottish accent. You, you could just as easily pick his character though in the witch scene. You know what I mean? Like, like sure. How do, or or the French taunter. Yeah, like. e- yeah, exactly. Right. You're throwing a dart. Like anything you land at is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's the best scene for you? Um, black. You know, Black Knight's up there. <laughs> black Knight's pretty yeah. funny. Black Knight, but, uh, French taunter. Oh, the French taunter. <laughs> the the duck. Like <laughs> the as he's trials. walking them through the. Uh-huh. Yeah. That I mean, uh, very small churches. That's right. That's my favorite but, one. But that he, he does. But the hand, like he does this little hand movement. Mm-hmm. Like he's like describing a small church that you could fit in your. Like, there are small churches. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so funny. Yeah. What is a scene? A scene you would cut? Nothing. Yeah. No. There's no reason to. No. No. And who's the actor having the most fun? Uh, is it Cleese? I think it's Cleese. One hundred percent. I don't think he's showing that. And I think that's but, what makes that's it what so makes it. good. Yeah. 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 All right, All so, right. Uh, 82. so 8.2, 82, yeah. I'm going to put this in a high 90s, like yeah. 93. Yeah. This is good, good, good comedy. Yeah, this this makes me want to want, this makes me want to go watch more. So uh, now I need to watch Life of Brian. Now I need to watch Flying so Circus. So Life of Brian never penetrated for me. It's the one thing. Biggest dickest. <laughs> that just, I was like, ah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I just watched it the wrong time. And then I was around nerds that were just like, how could you not like it? And I'm like, because right. comedy is subjective. It is subjective. I find, I find this more uh, easier to to delve into. It, sure. It's absurd and it's Monty Python, but it doesn't, I don't know. I, mean, I think I maybe need to give Life of Brian a, 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 another shake. Yeah, like having watched this now, would you, yeah, would it <laughs> well, strike you different? Fuck, yeah. it's on Netflix. Why yeah, not? I know, right? right? That was very exciting. Like, okay, where am I going to find? Oh, it's that on was Netflix. Right there. Yeah, beautiful. All right, uh, Dad's Breakdown, PG movie. Yeah. So to be fair, you warned me because I said this was Joe's right up Joe's alley. Mm-hmm. It just worked out schedule wise. He, we, I didn't watch it with him, but, but I'm going to watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and, and the, the scene the, that I warned you about when I'm watching, I'm like, what the hell was I warning you? I thought there was more talk of 
orgies and no, like they mentioned impl- oral sex. It's that's, impli- it's implied, mm-hmm. but it, that's the the most innocuous. Yeah. So yeah, no. that's that's probably the one that you just kind of kind of be like, hey Joe, <laughs> like uh, real quick. Uh, I mean, I mean like he's, you said, again, he he's thirteen. The bus. Yeah. yeah. So I think you know this is going to land in one of two places for kids. They're going to be so young that they're not like the absurdity. It will just be so far afield. Forget it. This is it. not for the bean at all. Or, like Joe loves, like sure, he sure. Loves, you know, he loves absurd stuff. So he, this is gonna be a hit for him. One hundred percent. Yep. We don't need to pick it, anything from the helmet. No, no. Oh, but do you want to tell me what your next well, one? Well, yes. And I and I said oh, I was no. gonna do it. I said I was gonna do it. I I don't know that I have it. So no, you got to do it. I got to do it. You so do it. The problem is Don't forget if you have if you're stuck between two, just make the other one your next one. The the problem is so we have had conversations oh, about you're not, not sure. remembering whether or not you've seen Well, shoot one at me, and if I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it. And if I have, we'll just Okay. So okay, uh, so dear TSPHC Army, you're this gonna is see live. some yeah. fun stuff here. Okay, so so I'm going okay, and I'm tr- I feel like maybe so we've had lots of conversations where we've each been surprised by movies the other one hasn't seen. Uh-huh. My problem is I'm trying to recall. Sure, there's a couple where I went, "Oh my god, have you seen The Godfather?" Yes. Damn it. Okay. All right. Okay. We, I, we are not reviewing The Godfather. Well, this. listen, we wouldn't go beat by beat, but you know. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm a classic American cinema guy. Okay. I know you've seen The Last Starfighter. We've talked about mm-hmm. that. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is so funny oh, saying just it. like this. Okay, all right. As we were getting ready tonight, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot to send those to you." Have you seen Dog Day Afternoon? Why are you doing these dark movies? These are these are classics of American cinema. Wait, yeah, and I've seen Dog Day okay. Afternoon. All right, okay, okay. Wait, with Al Pacino? Yes, Attica. Attica. Yeah, Attica. Okay. Attica. Is that the one where he's trying to get money for a sex change operation? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, for, uh, what's his name? The vampire in... Willem Dafoe? No, no, no. In the, no, the one that they did the re... The, uh, with Roddy McDowell as the vampire hunter. <sighs> Roddy McDowell is a vampire hunter. Uh, the, t- the guy on TV. And the kid, the vampire moves into the kid next door to him. Monsters? No, it's it's dark. Oh, they Monsters just did the Squad? no. They did the reboot. <laughs> they did the reboot with uh, was it Shia LaBeouf? Uh, so with the vampire? <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, Fright Night. Uh, Fright Night. Oh, with Colin Farrell. Yes, they did. Yes, fr- yeah, yeah, yeah. Not with Shia. Shia was full on crazy during that time. Yeah, well, Colin Farrell's the bad guy. Who's the kid? Isn't Shia? Who is it? Oh, Anton Yel Anton Yelchin. Oh. oh, see now I'm sad, right? Oh, god damn it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh okay. Hang on. Let's let's po- why let's do pause. this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we're back. And we're back. I remember the track that I, I got to thinking. And All I remember right. these movies that I loved growing up. Oh and boy, here we go. Because of the age difference, <laughs> I thought there's a there's a decent chance that you have not seen some of these. Okay, go. So Tell me of your familiarity with Burt Reynolds. I have seen Gator. Yep. Uh, All the Smoking the Bandits. Yep. Uh, uh, what's the one where they're uh, where they're in jail and they be- become a football team? The Longest Yard. Yes. No. 
that I've seen that. Yep. What's the one where he's a stunt guy? Um, that's uh, is that Hooper? Gator? That's Hooper. Hooper. Yep. Yep. You've seen Cannonball Run. I'm oh, guessing. Oh fuck yeah. 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 You've you've seen Stroke Race. No. Okay. Okay. Hold on. There's a couple I want to check it. Another iconic movie from my childhood that okay. that cemented my love of fantasy stories. Uh huh. Beastmaster. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, one of my one of my first favorite war movies. Oh. Probably uh, it was my number one until Saving Private Ryan came out. Ooh. It is now number two. Okay. In a close second. Have you seen? The Dirty Dozen. No. <gasps> there we go. There we go. Okay. So. The Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen. We're doing a war movie. Lee Marvin. Uh, so Lee Marvin, Charles Bronson, uh, Trini Lopez, Jim Brown, mm-hmm. um, uh, Telly Savalas. Uh, does he have a lollipop? He does not have a lollipop. Uh, oh, my God. I'm so excited. All right. So we're going to watch The Dirty Dozen. The Dirty Dozen. dozen. Oh, That'll Casey, you're in for a treat. March. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. You want to watch a trailer? Yeah, fuck yeah. Major Reisman, you are ordered by Allied Command to select 12 general prisoners, convicted by courts martial and sentenced to be executed or serve lengthy prison terms for murder, rape, robbery, and other crimes of violence. And you will deliver them secretly behind enemy lines in France to undertake a mission of sabotage that could change the course of the war. The 12 men will be known as the Dirty Dozen. Lee Marvin as Major John Reisman. You've all volunteered for a mission which gives you just three ways to go. Either you can follow up in training and be shipped back here for immediate execution of sentence, or you can follow up in combat, in which case I will personally blow your brains out, or you can do as you're told. In which case, you might just get by. Ernest Borgnine as General Warden. Robert Ryan as Colonel Everett Dasher Breed. Major Reisman's compliments, sir. Tell him well it's You prefer to be captured or destroyed. Jimmy Brown as Napoleon Jefferson. John Cassavetes as Victor Franco. We go on that mission, we all get killed. That's what they want. That's what they want. Trini Lopez as Jimenez. Charles Bronson as Vladislaw. Kelly Savalas as Archer Maggot. Clint Walker as Samson Posey. An Indian with war paint smeared on his soul. Train them. Excite them. Arm them. And turn them loose on the Nazi High Command. God, I'm so excited to watch this movie with you, Casey. I'm very oh excited. my God! One thing I do want to point out: the only person of color is called Jimmy Brown, even though on the title card it says Jim. Right. And what his was character his... name? Napoleon Jefferson. Oh my God! Right. Like how? Oh yeah. no! So the Dirty Dozen is the diametric opposite to the propaganda patriotic war films. You know, the, sure. you know, of, of sure. World War Two, and oh my God, I can't wait! I can't wait for what you to watch. What war this. does this take place during? It's World, World War Two. Oh right, because they say killing Nazis. Yeah, right. Yeah, Nazis. Uh, you don't get Inglorious Bastards without the Dirty Dozen. You also don't get Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, yeah. like, hey, you That's can either do this job or I'm going to blow your head 100%, off. One hundred percent. Yeah. 
Oh my god, I'm so excited. This is gonna be good. Full awesome. disclosure, I do not like uh Saving Private Ryan. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I think it's fine. What? I I think it's fine. Go ahead. We can have uh, this. Come on. We got time. I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy. My legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, the, the storming of Normandy is fucking phenomenal. Yes. After that is a paint by numbers war movie. Mm, and no. Yeah. No. And oh. if he's never talked about his time in the service, no. when old Ryan at the end turns to his wife and says, tell me, was I a good man? I wanted her to go, what the fuck do I know? You've never talked about the war. He's not, because he's not talking about what he did in the war. He's talking about what he did after the war. That's the whole point is that yeah, he got a life. Count. Make yes. this Make what you get from this day. For, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Let's, TSPHC Army, I am just as outraged as Casey as you all are, I'm sure. We'll, we'll leave that for another time. You can send your comments to gofuckyourself at gmail.com. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, John Roderick, please don't come after me. Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. The, in my mind, The Dirty Dozen and Saving Private Ryan are two of the greatest war films ever made. In Perhaps my, you've in, never heard of a little one called Star Wars? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. Oh, hey, this is a. I this is I love the idea of this season. Yeah, this is a lot think, of fun. I think this might be next season too. Yeah. The only the only way we'd tweak it would be if we make someone watch. No. Something they no hate. no. We talked about this last episode. Yeah. You're not. We're not I, doing I'm keep, roll down. I'm gonna keep working on it. Motherfucker. <laughs> the only other thing that I would think would be fun for next season and maybe our patreon people can chime in have you seen the news that uh in 2021 it will be keanu reeves versus keanu reeves yes john wick four and we've got six episodes to do we could we could do john, the we could do three wicks do and three john matrix. wick matrix john wick's matrix john wick matrix and then be ready for so i saw john I, i've seen all three of the John Wicks. I went to the movies to see three. Yeah. I love The Matrix. I got to be honest with you. After that, there's Have a stark. Have you seen them? Yes. Dude. There's a stark, there's a stark drop off. I, I love The Matrix. Mm-hmm. There's a stark drop off after the first movie. Sure. I don't know that I could. You don't oh. know if you could sit through those again. <laughs> I don't know that I could. All right, then let's just keep doing this. You've never heard of it. This okay. Is yeah. This is fun. This I, is not, you, know, you haven't seen that. Yeah. You haven't seen that. Yeah. Oh, uh, a little shout out to the Never Heard of It podcast. They started a Patreon. Page, oh, did so they? If you've got the money and you want to support another local Syracuse podcast, yeah. Never Heard of It podcast. They actually just did, I'm catching up. Yep. Because now I'm traveling for work again. Um, they just did, remember me telling you about the movie Anna and the Apocalypse? I remember you, yes. It I is a you Christmas about it. zombie <laughs> comedy musical. Sure. And so they is did it. Fucking delightful. Uh, I may have and to- I'm listening to them talk about it. I'm like, Right, I forgot about how great this movie was. That, they really lean into the obscure. So we did Spaghetti Man with them, <laughs> and then Caleb joined us for Dark Man. Oh, Dark Man, that's mm-hmm. right. And then he picked uh, Iron Man. That's he right. Yes, who, who he, he opened the MCU for us. That's yeah. right. Thanks, man. Uh, well, <laughs> listen. Uh, thank you for sharing Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, you're with me. welcome. That was a delight. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the Dirty Dozen. I'm talk excited about to it. watch it. I've, I've never seen it. I've 
I think actually um, Friendly Fire did it. I might have sure. listened to that. Yeah. But Jesus, it was like two years ago now. Sure, sure. And yeah. you, you know, you've seen pieces of this like yeah. on cable Memorial Day weekend. They play it. I mean, like you know, it's, it's why not one of those movies in, mm-hmm. in heavy rotation. But um, holy cow! So that'll be fun. That'll be in March. We'll do that. Yeah. Yes. Which is my birthday month favorite oh, movie. Oh, so you get it's, this, and you get to pick get one to of pick the mainstream. One. Oh, ones yes. Too. Well, everything's coming up Millhouse for Todd. Todd. That's right. Oh, good times, good times. Hey, Todd. Yes. Where can people find you on social media, should they wish to find you, and should you wish to be found? Well, I've been uh, talking a little bit lately. Uh, I actually have some new content up on my blog after uh, many months of saying, oh, I should write something new. Uh, Not trying to convert anybody, but I'm sharing my own story, exploring a whole food plant-based diet. I'm not there 100%, but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've shared some good stuff up there. So head over to my blog, which is tmpinsyr.com. Also check it out on Twitter and Instagram, the handle at tmpinsyr. Um, so I know you're not trying to convert anybody, but yeah. at what point do I get to go clear? <laughs> that's that's after you go over the footpath okay. and through the woods to the seventh tree oh, is where you get that. Nice. Yes, yes. And that's Very when I exciting. get to meet Tom Cruise? That's, Wait, that, I may be confusing this I, with Scientology. That's right, that's right. This is when you, that's when you get to meet the Archdruid. Oh. And yes, yes. Nice. Yes. He's Druish. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> Great. Okay. A Druish princess. princess. <laughs> hey, Casey, where yeah. can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Instagram at not.ryancasey, on Twitter at not.ryancasey. You can also email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. And once again, if you have any problem with me not liking Saving Private Ryan, that's go fuck yourself at <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Thank you again for sharing this with me. Oh, hey, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited for our next one. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this, I really like this series, so yeah. we'll, we'll keep going with this, I think, for a while. Yeah. All right. Hey, buddy. That was a movie. That was a movie. All right, so that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. A shrubbery. Shrubbery. Ah. Knights who say knee. We are not knights who say knee. Knigets. Hello. <laughs> Ask him, but I don't think he'll be very keen. Uh, He's already got one, you see? Got I one. told him we already He's got, got one. one. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My, uh, that, that habanero is staying with me. That, <laughs> I regret that decision. Oh, no. Yes. Well, you'll be nice and clear. That's right. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? <laughs> uh when I ran my second half marathon a couple years ago, yes, uh, the Empire State mm-hmm. half marathon here in Syracuse, um, which starts and ends at uh, Sky Chief Stadium, you get a uh, like most half marathons, you get a, a ticket for a beer. Oh, that was a mistake. Have oh there. no, you I need did to go wash my hands. Okay. No, you good? Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm okay. good. Um, I had the uh, my beer of choice after I finished the half marathon was there. Vanilla porter and it was mm. delicious. Nothing like a thirteen mile run to work up your appetite for beer. All right, sure. that, that's good enough. I'm okay, work around the head. The work around. Hey, <laughs> all right. That was all foam. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> so check out Township Five. Township Five's own. Oh, Jesus Christ. Try again. So check out. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> good lord. It's gonna be one. It's gonna be one of those episodes. Yeah.
Hey, whatever. England, <laughs> 1932 AD. <laughs> so we know right where we are. We see King Arthur play. 1932. I'm going to do that all over. <laughs> Welcome to the outtakes. <laughs> all right. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I miss Carl Anderson. Who's who's that? The Judas in the movie. Oh, the Judas. God, he's so good. Did, did he do anything else? Was he, he was on the was show Cop th- Rock? Stephen Pot Botchko's Cop Rock. <laughs> that was uh, once again. I wish this was an audio, uh, a video podcast, because you the the wheels turning of that like. You, cop I could rock. literally see the the computer program in your head going cop rock. That's he was ridiculous. a judge in one episode. Wow, was he, he like a stage actor primarily? Mm-hmm. Got it. He was a uh, he was on an episode of The Incredible Hulk. Um, <laughs> oh, so he's that era of. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he toured with the show for a long time and sadly died on tour. Oh, that's not like on on tour, but he, yeah. he he got stomach cancer. Oh God! Oh mm. Lord! You know who his final Jesus was? Sebastian fucking Bach. Oh, that's like, that's, a, that's just that's just kicking uh, a guy while he's what down. What a man child that guy is. What an oh, asshole. He, he's a little bit of a tool. But on the um on the one of the anniversary DVDs of Jesus Christ Superstar, there will be parts. It's uh, Norm Jewison and Ted Neely, mm-hmm. personal friend Ted Neely, uh, fellow Jesus. He's hugged me, <laughs> so you know whatever. No biggie. Um, <laughs> Humble brag. He uh. It just will randomly like Carl will be doing something and you just hear almost like he doesn't remember that they're recording. He just goes, ah, Carl, I miss you, buddy. And you're like, oh, oh well, that's God. I mean, that is sad. It me, but I just like, geez, man. Nights, Nights of the, the Round, round table. table. We definitely were able. able. So when I go down to see Mr. Chuck in Florida, I'm mm. bringing this little bad boy because it's that small. So I figure. I bring that, I put that, you know, the two of us start drinking, I put that on the table between us, and bonus. Who knows what we'll get. Bonus, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, may, maybe we'll invade a flat earth convention or something. We'll do something. Chuck, yeah. Chuck is doing a great job. So Chuck is not a flat earther, but right. he shares our fascination with that subculture. And he's he's been going undercover. Uh, he's done this a couple times. He's been in a couple of Facebook groups. He's He just he's discovered going, there's a subgroup that doesn't think that birds are real. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I we we haven't figured out yet how to make this a thing for the podcast, but I don't know if it's the you know special report, but we gotta get we gotta get Chuck to 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 get us something there because there's there's comedy gold in there. Oh, one hundred percent. The bones. <laughs> what is your name? I'm Todd. What is your quest? Recover the Holy Grail. What is your favorite color? Blue. You may pass. Ooh. <laughs> what else you got on your little list there? Um, I, I'll, no. I'll curate that. And so I got something that I didn't get to that I will, uh, oh. 